0: Better built sports and spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel it's inside the Jets brought to you by EY building a better working world and by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Now, here's Eric Allen and Eric Coleman.
1: Welcome to Inside the Jets. We're broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Eric Allen alongside Eric Coleman. Our player guest segment is presented by M&T Bank, the official community bank of your New York Jets. Yeah, you heard that, right, because Jordan Jenkins got in here. (laughs) He was so anxious to get on the show. He's batting leadoff. Jordan... Guys are undefeated in the season. Second half, Half a little two-game winning streak. Must feel nice. Uh, It definitely does, and uh, we just can't forget about
0: uh, all the work we put in to get those wins. And it's sort of like you got to keep the same 24-hour rule after a game. It's like (laughs) after a loss, you got 24 hours to get rid of it, and after a win, you want to get it out your head so you can get uh, focused on the next week.
2: So you know after obviously after a, a win, it's a lot easier to, to get through the lumps and, and get through the film sessions. How was the film session you know going through what you did at Washington?
0: Uh, I mean, it was uh, it went pretty good, except uh, you know defensively, we uh, should have been uh, more consistent, should have put them away without allowing those uh, last few points. But uh, I mean, we uh, saw we did good, and we just have to look at the, uh, we looked at the details about uh, some of the things that. We, um, that were one person might not have been doing the job, but everyone else made up for it. And just look at the smaller details of what we have to do to uh get
2: better for the rest of the season. How, how frustrating was it? You know, as an outside linebacker, you're taking on double teams, you're, you're taking on the offensive lineman. you know, throughout the game, mm. being physical, and you see a little dude, Jamal Adams, come through and get three sacks. How tough was that?
1: <laughs> okay, oh, we you got him going
0: now. It's even worse for me because there's a play, uh, I still. Done it inside, yes. beat one beat the tackle, beat the guard, and I go to reach out. Well, what happened? I thought I just missed. I look back on the film, AP had pushed me in the side, and as I'm going to tag Haskins when he's when he's on the ground, I just see three three come out of nowhere and I'm like, man, <laughs> I can't believe I literally uh, I lost out on a sack by four inches. Yeah. I was off in the press box and I was wondering
1: if they were gonna give both no. of you guys a half there. No. But No credit. <laughs> Jamal Adams has six sacks, five sacks over the course of the last two games. Mm-hmm. Already, those six sacks, the most by any Jets defensive back in franchise history, and the three sacks in a single game, the most by any Jets defensive back in franchise history.
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's amazing. Uh, and honestly, if he keeps playing uh, like that in the next two weeks, he should most definitely get AFC defensive player of the month. Because uh, I mean, he's playing lights out football right now. How do you feel about that, Eric? You played the safety position. I love it. I love seeing. I love seeing the safety,
2: you know, come up in blitzes, you know, being run support and be involved in the defense. But you know, it really speaks to what Greg Williams is doing. And yesterday, I don't know if it was just me, but it seemed like you guys were doing a lot more disguising. Mm-hmm. You know, you blitz a lot, you know, from a from a blitz front, but you also drop back into coverage quite a bit. Was that the case yesterday? Were you trying to confuse the young quarterback?
0: Yeah, um, we showed them a uh, lot of different looks. Where it'd be the same personnel, same groupings, but have a different guy drop out. Like, there's mm-hmm. times where me and Terrell Basham were lined up in the A gaps and uh, acting like we we're gonna run a twist game because like, we ran that the previous week, and we both end up dropping like three or four times, and they just did, they didn't know where the pressure was coming from because of uh, all the different looks we've showed throughout the season.
2: Yeah, I mean, because a few times it was a bunch of guys lined up, you know, you, you, like you mentioned, you and Bastion would drop out and you would end up rushing four mm-hmm. and have seven back in coverage. That was uh, that was pretty interesting to watch from afar.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it's, uh, it definitely was a well well thought out game
1: plan that uh, was executed darn near to perfection. Inside the Jets is supported by m Bank, the official community bank of New York, New York Jets. Eric Allen alongside Eric Coleman and Jordan Jenkins. Like Eric just mentioned, some of those blitzes, they weren't blitzes. You're mm. rushing four, but the disguises were so well executed. Are you going to get in Greg Williams' ear this week and say, hey, that was nice. You gave <laughs> Jamal Adams a chance to get after the quarterback. You gave Brian Poole a chance to get after the quarterback. Mm. 48's got to got a." Uh, uh, eat
0: now, too. Look, well, You know, uh, in the back of my mind, I'm trying to get those uh, those next five sacks that finally break uh, the double-digit barrier. But, uh, I mean, as long as we keep stacking
1: Ws, I'm happy with it.
2: When well, you keep dropping back in coverage, you're going to start getting some INTs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, you guys are climbing up the statistical charts right now. Number 13 overall on defense, but number one, in the National Football League against the run in terms of yards per game, 79.1, and then tops in yards per carry. How much pride do you take in that because you are an outside linebacker who sometimes has his hand in the dirt, and you are turning everything back inside?
0: Uh, I mean, it's something we uh, definitely take a lot of pride in because uh, at the end of the day, it, it, it comes down to who's going to be the bigger man, who's got, the, uh, who's got more willpower in it. Because it's, it's literally just man-on-man, man. like, are you going to stop me or am I going to run through you? And that's sort of the, the mentality we take uh, when we're
1: um, thinking about stopping the run. 16 sacks the past three weeks. It's not just Jamal. Mm-hmm. It is, is everybody who's contributing. That number equals the most in a three-game span for the New York Jets since 1981 when they were calling those guys up front the New York sack exchange.
0: Yeah, I mean that's something that uh, I've always been telling people like like uh, we don't we don't stress about not getting home I mean, you know, we wish we could you know There's times where they get teams uh, against us uh, are getting the ball out a lot quicker than uh, the NFL averages And uh, we knew that uh, sacks coming bunches So we just couldn't let that get in our heads and just make the play when it's your turn to make it
2: and and going against week, you held Saquon Barkley to one yard rushing Mm -hmm. this week. You have uh, Adrian Peterson, one, one of the greats to play the game. Uh, what was that, What were the challenges that Adrian Peterson had for you guys that you were looking at film and saying, we have to do this against yeah, and the And
1: Darius, great- Darius Geis, he flashed some explosion mm-hmm. out there.
0: Uh, what, yeah, with A- AP, he's just uh, his first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, he's still got all the – he's got just about everything but the uh, top-end speed yeah. that he had back in the day. And, uh, I mean, he's just running angry. Like, he's running out there with passion, and he's, he's running out there trying to prove uh, that he still can tote the rock, and he, he definitely can. And he, also can. he he knows where the hole's going to be in uh, the offensive game plan. Like, he, he'll set up a run for himself. Like, he's fully committed that he's not going to miss or take a – see a lane there that he thinks is open that's not actually going to be there,
1: but by the time he gets there it's not. He's going to take the correct lane and hit it hard. What happens to you out on the football field? For those who have not seen the miking of Jordan Jenkins against the New York Giants, <laughs> go to NewYorkJets.com or any of the Jets' digital platforms, and you'll see a man, a human being, become become, transition into a beast, a, a fallout
0: savage out there. <laughs> yeah, um. Me off the field and me on the field is honestly two different people. Like, I'm really relaxed uh, off the field. It takes a lot to get me mad. But on the field, I got a quick switch, and I'm just trying to destroy and, and run through whoever's lined up against me.
1: Uh, it's something else. It is a pleasure to watch <laughs> because it, t- is there something that happens for you after the national anthem, or is it even before that where you say, okay, warrior mode? Uh, I mean, it's, it's on as soon as we get outside the tunnel.
0: As soon as uh, they start the National Anthem, I mean, it just it gets the uh, energy going. I mean, it gets the blood curling, and uh, you get the, uh, the little chill bumps going. And, I mean, it just they're locked in. They lock the gates. It's just ready to roll after that.
2: Uh, now, Jordan, what has it been like uh, playing for Greg Williams? You know, obviously changing coordinators from last year. Uh, wh- what does Greg Williams bring to practice? What does he bring to game? What kind of mentality uh, does he instill as a D coordinator?
0: Uh, Greg is just uh, he's a loud Energetic, like he's just always in your face about things, and he's not gonna let you skate by. Like Greg Williams doesn't settle for mediocrity. Like if if you're doing something wrong, he's not gonna be like, oh, all right, you'll do it right in the game. No, he's gonna get on to you in front of everybody and let you know that this is what you need to do, and that's what you don't do. Um, he he's a high ener- he's high energy guy and has uh, very. Select a few words uh, that are uh, very colorful for everyone to hear. Oh, yeah. What does it
1: say about the character in the locker room, the way that you guys have responded the last couple of weeks? Left for dead there, 1-7, and seven. Mm. lose to a winless team in Miami, come back, grab a victory at home over the Giants, seesaw game. But against Washington, I thought you really showed your maturation as a group because it was a convincing win, warrior to warrior.
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that, that was uh, one game where we actually finally put it together, uh, special teams-wise, offensively and defensively. And, uh, I mean, you just go, like, we just didn't really, when we got put in stressful situations, uh, I think Sam threw the pick, or uh, I forgot, somebody might have fumbled, we go out yeah, there. Yeah,
1: Sam had the pick, and this was back-to-back, and then Vincent Smith Yeah, ensuing yeah. kickoff. You guys are, I believe it was a 26- and 17-yard line, and, Jordan, you held them to three points on those two possessions. Yeah, I mean,
0: one on we get the stop, fourth, and uh, they went go for it on fourth down. We get the batted pass. And, I mean, it just goes to show the resiliency of the defense and the offense. Like, we, when somebody scores on us, it's just like, all right, offense goes down there, drives the field, scores. And it's just sort of the mentality we got to have. Like, so what, now what? Go out there, do your job, and make
1: plays. What about Bless Austin, the rookie from Rutgers? He comes in, makes his first professional start against the Washington Redskins the week prior he came in to the game and he flashed against the New York Giants it does not look like the lights are too bright for him no nah, I mean Bless is uh
0: he's a good kid I mean you know he puts the work in he's been working every day I mean I see him in the uh, training room since camp like he's been putting in the work just waiting for his turn waiting for his turn and I mean he Goes hard in practice, got into a little scuffle with uh, Brian Winters in practice. Oh, a little yeah? Bit ago. And that's a huge, uh, huge size difference. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, Bless, is, uh, he's a good kid that's ready to uh, leave his mark in the league.
2: Now, Jordan, you know, going into this offseason, I know there were some things that you wanted to work on as a player, and, and they're, they're showing out in the field. I mean, you're doing a great job in your pass rush. You've always been uh, very good against the run. Mm. W- what are some of the things that you went and worked on, some of the things that you focused on in the offseason?
0: Uh, I really just wanted to work on, one, getting the body right. I uh, got lost about maybe 5% body fat uh, this off season, and I really just sort of wanted to work on um, my hand usage and really just reacting better versus sets and just finishing to the quarter. Once I got a guy beat, just working another move and finishing, like stacking moves on top of each other, and speeding up when you got a guy beat.
1: You aren't a selfish player. You see a lot of guys from that edge position. They're going to go upfield. They're going to try to go wide. And no matter what, they might even try to circle back at the quarterback. But you you maintain that disciplined rush lane where you're taking that angle to make sure that quarterback does not have an escape route. Right, that's something we've really uh, been harping on
0: these last three or four weeks. Um, early on, we had some really uh, mobile quarterbacks, really shifty guys, and uh, we came together and was like, all right, right, let's." if we want to get sacks, we all need to play off of each other. And in order to do that, we have to maintain our rush lanes, and uh, that, that's that's when the sacks will come. And uh, we really have to do that when we uh, end up playing against um, Lamar Jackson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> watching his highlights today, I think it was just on the TV a little bit ago. Like that man is just – he's playing – like, he, he's, he's, he's honestly the best quarterback in the league right now. And, sure. Uh, you can't – with going against a guy like that of that caliber, you can't get out of your rush lanes or he'll
1: scar you up like he has all season long. How quickly do you turn your attention to the Oakland Raiders? This is a team that has playoff aspirations right. now. A lot of people before the season guys thought, oh, Oakland, you know, they traded Khalil Mack away, they traded Cooper away. What's going on there? The whole Antonio Brown saga – but John Gruden's got those fellows playing well, 6-4 and four right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, they're playing um, lights-out football. Uh, I know uh, I got an t- uh, old teammate of mine, um, Jonathan Abrams, back there at safety that was hurt. And uh, he's, he uh, embodies what that defense is about. Like, they're all high um, strong, disciplined guys that are eager to uh, show that they can play. So, I mean, I saw Max Crosby walk away with four sacks uh, on the train right back. Like, yep. As soon as we got on the train and had the <laughs> game on, and we were watching that, and, uh, I mean, it's going to be a good game. Like, those guys are uh, really a real tight-knit unit. Derek Carr is leading the way. Like, he's uh, he goes to bat for his boys. And, uh, I mean, he, they're just a really tight-knit bunch that are uh, trying to make a, make a run for this thing.
2: And, and listen, the, the Jets defense, number one in rushing, rushing defense, when you go out and play an opponent, how important is it for you to stop the run initially? You know, there's a lot of talk about how this is the passing league now, but you still have to stop the run if you want to have success, correct? Am I correct? Yeah,
0: no, that's 100% right. In, in order for you to, for a defensive lineman, in order for an outside linebacker, defensive end, a uh, th- three-technique D tackle I mean, it's like, if, in order for you to have the fun you want to have to get to the quarterback on third down and in fast situations, you got to stop the run. If teams don't need to pass the ball, why the hell are they going to pass the ball? We can <laughs> just keep running down your throat mm-hmm. and, uh, and just keep running until you
1: like it. How about the Raiders? Do you see them as an old-school opponent? Short passing game. Derek Carr's completing like 72% of his passes, yeah. having a great season, but the rookie, Josh Jacobs yep. out of Alabama, Averaging about four and a half, 4.8 yards a carry, close to five yards to carry. He's got seven touchdowns, and it seems like they play a lot of big packages. They'll come in there with twelve personnel, thirteen personnel, and try to run it down your throat. Yeah, I mean that's old school. I mean,
0: honestly, when you look at him, it's like the SEC offense. I mean, they've got uh, they're, they're going to try and out aggr- out physical you, try and be more aggressive, and I mean that uh, Josh Jacobs is. What an SEC running back is. I mean, he's a hard-hitting guy. I got to show the SEC love, but uh, I mean, he's a guy that you got to hit. You got to wrap up against because I mean, he's 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 playing pretty well this year. I mean, he's just doing his thing.
2: And listen, going into this last stretch, uh, actually into the second half of the season, what, what what are your goals? What are the what are the team's goals? Obviously, you want to win every game as they come. But, but what makes this a success for the New York Jets?
0: Uh, I mean, success for us is just uh, we want to go all the way. We want to get to the playoffs, and we want to keep fighting. We don't want to know when our last game is. We want to just, like, after week 16, we don't want to. It's sort of the thing, like, you don't want to know when your last game is in the season. You want to just keep going and uh, keep battling and let let the chips fall where they may at the end of the season. I mean, that's how the approach we've had these last couple weeks is uh, focus on the opponent we got this week, and then, you
1: know, at the end
0: of the year, count up all the wins and losses, and then, see what can happen. What do you think
1: about this line, Oakland Raiders, from left to right? Colton Miller, Richie Inconito, mm, former Buffalo Bill. Yeah. Rodney Hudson, still one of the better centers in football, I would say. Gabe Jackson and a Trent Brown at right tackle. Uh, I mean, I know they got
0: a hell of a guy at uh, left tackle. I was actually talking to Alex Lewis uh, today about their offensive lineman. He was like, yeah, man, uh, that left tackle, he's uh, he's playing probably a Pro Bowl season this year. He's actually playing some of the best football he's ever has ever had since we've been in the league. And uh, you know what you're going to get with Richie. And, I mean, the tight end, Darren Waller, is also having a hell of a season as well. So, I mean, they've got a lot of uh, talent in that offensive line and uh, in the tight end position. Is
1: Richie a guy that you will
0: exchange pleasantries with on Sunday a few times? Uh, you know, I might see him every now and then <laughs> in some of the packages, and uh, I'm – just not. Go, I'm not gonna get the flag. I'm gonna try and keep balling and
1: uh, let my play do the talking. What do you think about your quarterback, is Sam Darnold, against the Washington Redskins? A career high four touchdown passes in the last two weeks. You're seeing an ascending ball player right now. Man, Sam. Uh, he, he's he's pretty
0: hot right now. I mean, he's uh, making all the right checks. I mean, he didn't let uh, after he threw the pick, got the offense together. It was like, hey, look, we need to get this thing right. Like. Um, I can't remember what he said. I just remember looking over. And he got everybody together, and we just—he got control of the huddle. And it was one of the uh, first few times I like saw him. Like, look, I looked at him, and it's like, uh, oh wow! Like he's taking control of this thing, and he's um being a true quarterback. And uh, I mean, he
1: he just was on it. Like it, it was a great thing to see. Yeah, how much stress does a guy like that? You talked about Lamar Jackson. I'm not comparing Sam to Lamar Jackson, of course, mm-hmm. but what he can do outside the pocket, because there were a couple times against Washington where the pocket started to break a little bit, Mm. and he just shuffled a couple steps, and you saw defenders drawn up, or they froze, Mm. and you saw a couple of your tight ends just take off. Ryan Griffin had a huge day receiving.
0: Yeah, I mean, Sam's just hes realizing what he could do on his legs. I mean, if you look back to the Giants game even, like, he made a lot of plays while people were taking him to the ground. like. He's not making some of the mistakes he made before, like uh, throwing an errant pass here and there when guys around him. Like he's, got he gotten used to it and is like, oh, okay, I know I'm about to go down. Read one's not there. Look at two. All right, throw it there. Boom. And I um, mean, he's just he's just getting more comfortable uh, in that backfield and getting outside the pocket, and making plays.
1: You mentioned double-digit sacks before. You missed a couple games earlier this season. You're mm-hmm. back to full health. What would that mean to you you're always about team and talking about what you guys can do collectively but uh, just that figure yourself what what, what would that mean uh, I mean that's
0: definitely something I've uh, always wanted to uh, achieve and this is uh, I'm set up pretty nicely right now I mean missed three games but I mean six games left uh, I've got five sacks now uh, Jamal stole one so it should be six but you do to let that one ride but uh, I mean nice. Hey, six games left uh, sack a game leaving me at a pretty good pretty great number
1: well Jordan you got things going on and that whole entire Jets defense is playing at an awfully high level right now we thank you so much for stopping by as always you are listening to inside the Jets on ESPN New York bunch set left now with two tight ends in front of Robbie
0: Anderson Beyond Bell to the right of Sam Darnold in the shotgun Donald back to throw
1: looks left as time scrambling left out of the pocket he's gonna flip one towards the end zone he's got the tight end Daniel Brown and he's got it for a jet touchdown welcome back to inside the Jets we're broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel since uh, that was a little sprint right for Sam Darnold on the touchdown pass to Robbie Anderson, Bob who's on the call. Jet reward members, don't forget to enter the code SPRINT. Yes, that's SPRINT in your Jet rewards portal during the show to earn 100 points. We talked to Jordan Jenkins about it, Eric, in the first segment. Sam Darnold is maturing before our, our eyes. He is developing, not just in terms of his play on the field, but he's taking command in terms of being a leader.
2: Absolutely. I mean, you hear about him going into to Coach Gase's office and, and taking command of the offense, talking about uh, what he, kind of plays he wants to run. What, what do we need to be doing? What are my strengths? And, and you're seeing it. You're seeing the results of it out in the field. You're seeing a confident player who's taking leadership, uh, uh, more of a leadership role on the team. He's dominating on the field. And he really does seem more comfortable throwing the football.
1: Jordan Jenkins said, after the interception, that was the one play you're gonna look at in film review, if you're a Jets offensive coach, if you're Sam Darnold, you say, I want that one back, because they're trying to set up a screen for Ty Montgomery, kept on retreating, pressure in his face, throws high, interception goes the other way. But the defense did a nice job there, sudden change, of picking the offense up and that's something we didn't see from this team early this season. They're playing better complimentary football.
2: Yeah, that was awesome to see. You know, obviously it was very disappointing, you know, for that interception. You know, one that Sam probably should have thrown in the dirt and, and lived to see another down. But the defense took that challenge upon their shoulders. They said, listen, let's get a stop. Let's keep these guys off the board. They went out there. Uh, they, they stopped the Redskins, and they did it twice. You know, you talked about on the kick return. Yep. Uh, there was a fumble, a sudden change as well. And you really take pride as a defense. You get together and say, listen, we got to get out of this however way we can. Do not allow them to score a touchdown. And what that does for your defense, for your team, it takes all the energy away from the opposing team. They have this big play, a momentum swing, and they end up with nothing. They end up maybe with a
1: field goal. It kind of breaks their heart. What did you think about Darnold's extension of plays? We saw it on the first touchdown pass to Daniel Brown. Buys a little bit more time. Shuffling left. Defenders take a look at him. Landon Collins lets Daniel Brown, who was running a short out, he turns up the field. It was not an out and up, but... There are scramble drill rules, and the Jets receivers are in sync with their quarterback right now.
2: Yeah, it's great to see him, him, you know, create plays with his legs. You know, everyone, obviously, when you talk about an athletic quarterback, a mobile quarterback, everyone looks to Lamar Jackson. But there's more than one way you can be a mobile quarterback. You can extend plays by staying within the pocket. You can extend it by staying behind the line of scrimmage keeping your eyes down the field and being in sync with your receivers, as you see uh, with Sam Darnold and his crew. I I mean, it's great. It's great to see him throwing the ball on the run. I I mean, how happy does he look when he's running to the right or running to the left and he sees someone, he gets his shoulders across and delivers an absolute dime. It's amazing
1: to see. How about the drive at the end of the first half? Now, there's so many things to get to that are going right now for the Jets. I know a lot of people will say, "What? hold on a second. They're and 3-7. Yeah, they are. And they did beat a bad football team who is scuffling right now. The Washington Redskins are one of the worst teams in the league. But they went in there in convincing fashion and took care of business. But I thought that drive at the end of the half was awfully impressive. Three plays right down the field. He throws a strike to Le'Veon Bell. The next completion, the second completion on that was, again, buying time, going to the left. Ryan Griffin's all alone. Touch pass to him, and then the third, pl- uh, the third completion on that drive is Sam throwing a strike, just so decisive in the pocket. Sees Griffin, knows he's going there. Boom, touchdown.
2: Yeah, it was great. It was an amazing drive, and, and it's great to see the confidence. You know, going into uh, ending half, finishing. That's what you want to see from this team is them finishing, finishing out quarters, finishing out drives, finishing out halves. And, and those things add up and they, they add to your confidence. And, you know, the, the play on Griffin, it, it was funny because, you know, I'm a safety and I'm, l- right. I'm looking at Landon Collins and he's playing the curl flat. And there's a wide receiver that was in the flat right in front of him. You see Griffin behind him. He takes the cheese, comes up front. Wide open Griffin, it was a touchdown. So it was, it was great eyes by Sam Darnold, uh, recognizing the coverage, understanding where the defender was and where he's supposed to be, and finding the open man.
1: What about the design movement calls from Adam Gase? The, that might have been part of that conversation when those guys got in the meeting where Sam might have said, hey, get me on the move. Get me some boots. Let's do some play action yeah. and move me around. And we saw that in the first drive, the strike to Jamison Crowder, Then later in the game, we saw him hit Griffin, who had a lot of real estate after that, play action. And you see the offensive line blocking one way, and that's taking everybody that way, and then Sam's coming around.
2: Yeah, you know, but it's important to, to establish that run game. That's why it's important. Okay. So the teams have to honor that. But I love the movement that, that the offense had yesterday. Uh, you know, whether it be the Robbie Anderson touchdown in the red zone where Jameson Crowder motions across, he runs to the flat right at Josh Norman. Two guys took him. Yeah, and you see Josh Norman pause like, wait. Yeah. Am I in cover, too? Right. No, and then you see him make the decision. No, I'm covering this guy, and it's too late. Sam's on the move. He's in the corner, throws the ball right to the sideline where only Robbie Anderson can catch it, and it's a touchdown. But changing, the change up of pace, moving, moving, around, moving guys around on offense really does can cause the defense to talk. And when they have to talk, the more they have to talk, the more opportunity there is for error. And that's what you saw yesterday.
1: 400 total yards. For the New York Jets against the Washington Redskins in that DC dismantling and they score a touchdown in their opening possession for a fourth consecutive game that has only happened one other time in franchise history. Eric did just mention the improved run game and I want to talk about that and the offensive line who Continues to work multiple combinations, but they played awfully well. Might have been their best game overall and how they can build on that on the other side. You are listening to Inside the Jets on ESPN New York. Haskins in the shotgun. Nice to his right. Drops the throw. Pumps it over the middle, and it's
0: intercepted by Neville Hewitt at the 15-yard line. He's up to his right and returns it back down to about the 5. Dwayne Haskins threw it right to Neville Hewitt. And the
1: Jets get an interception. And they're having some fun celebrating that interception. In welcome the back, back, to, the welcome back to Inside the Jets. We are broadcasting live from Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Remember, Jets fans, you can stream Inside the Jets live through the Jets app presented by m and Beck. Go to the App Store or Google Play now and search official New York Jets. Eric... Before the break, we were talking about the run game. It stuck to it. The numbers were there, not in terms of that gaudy average per carry, but 33 attempts in all for season-high 115 rush yards. What did you see from the guys up front? And also the way Adam Gase used his stable of backs. It wasn't just Le'Veon Bell.
2: Yeah, I thought it was great. You know, The offensive line probably had one of their best performances of the season, uh, you know, they were getting to the second level. They were double-teaming uh, the the three technique and getting to the, those linebackers and giving, opening holes for Bilal Powell. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about Bilal Powell, he's just consistent. You know, as soon as he gets the ball, he's trying to score. It seems like every time he gets the ball, he's trying to make someone miss and get to that end zone. And, uh, I mean... There, there's nothing else I could say about him. You know, He just has a great effort. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's a great player, and he continued to do it year in and year out. So it was great to see the mix-up. You know, Le'Veon Bell, a little Ty Montgomery, some Bilal Powell.
1: um Adams, Adams got, Adams got yep.
2: in there. You know, it was nice to see the stable, you know, get an opportunity to run the football.
1: Bilal Powell doesn't waste any time hitting a hole, does he? Oh,
2: no. He's hitting it right now. And he's trying to hit his head on the field goal post every time, no matter where he is.
1: Yeah, and he almost did on that 17-yarder. He had so many moves, he took himself to the ground there, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, What does that provide the defense in terms of different looks? You got a patient guy like Le'Veon, who is so big, who can carry you, who can make you miss. And then you see 29 come at you. He's not as big, and maybe he can hide behind linemen a little bit, and mm-hmm. before you know it, he's through that hole.
2: Well, you know, it's, it's very difficult for a defense. You know, you get used to it's like a pitcher. It's like a pitcher just throwing fastballs, fastballs, and then all of a sudden he hits you with a changeup, and it catches you off guard. And, and that's what it's like when you change up the running backs. You know, as a safety, you get used to feeling a hole a certain way. You kind of get a feel for how the running back is seeing the field, and then you change it up and there's someone else in there. Now it, it, it changes everything. You know, Bilal Powell is a guy who, you know, first of all, Le'Veon, he's patient. You know, he's going to set up his blocks. He's going to cut back. He has great vision. Then you get Bilal, where if there's a crease, he's going to hit it, and you better be there, because if you're not, he's going to still be running.
1: Now, Chuma Adoga had a couple times where he had some difficulty with Ryan Kerrigan, and that's going to happen from time to time. Ryan Kerrigan is a a pro in the National Football League. He's had some pass rushing success over the years. But by and large, a lot of people were wondering how was this line going to respond? Because again, in other different combination, Tom Compton taking over for Brian Winners at right guard. And Jonathan Harrison, he's been center for a few games now. Ryan Khalil Khalil, though, ultimately placed on injured reserve. You get Kelvin Beecham back in the lineup the last couple weeks. I think the line, all in all. That might have been their best performance 2019.
2: I agree. I agree. And having Beecham back is, is a big help. You know, you, you have a, a, a security blanket over there on the left side, and Sam understands that when he drops back, he doesn't really have to worry about what's going on behind him. Uh, you know, and, and having the rest of the players, Jonathan Harrison, I thought he did a great job. Uh, he's a very athletic center. He can get out on the move. He, he's, he's physical at the point of attack. And, and I like the way that the offensive line is progressing. Listen, they're a young group. You know, no one's gonna mistake them as as the Cowboys' offensive line sure. or or you know the Colts' offensive line, but they're working towards it and they're they're putting out
1: better performances and they're only gonna get better. What do you make of Ryan Griffin? He goes over a hundred yards receiving for the first time in his career. When the Jets picked him up, a lot of people thinking, oh, that's a nice depth signing. But they've had to depend on this guy in a big way this season because basically a lost year for Chris Herndon, who went on injury reserve, only played one game. But Griffin is kind of a jack of all trades. He he can do everything in the field. Yeah, he
2: can. And you love to see guys like that have success. I mean, we had him on the show, (laughs) and just as cool as they come, you know, a hard worker, humble uh you know does it all does whatever the coaches ask of him you know if they want him to block he's going to be out there blocking they want him on the move he's going to be on the move They ask him to, re- to catch some balls he's going to do the most with it and to see him get rewarded to see him co- create those big plays i love it and i wish him more
1: success well let's go to the other side of the ball let's go to your side eric coleman the defensive side just how good has Greg Williams been this year you think about the injuries I know the Jets have endured them on both sides of the football but at the inside linebacker position CJ Mosley we talk about his absence every week and what they've done there stopping the run and now at the cornerback position this is jumping out to me because Brian Poole has been one of the most underrated of people on this roster he's been fantastic all year at that nickel position but Arthur Mollet is playing outside the numbers, and a rookie, bless Austin, and those guys... Doing, acquitting themselves just fine. Well, I mean, that just shows.
2: I, I love how Greg Williams coaches his team. Uh, it doesn't matter, you know, what your role is, what your salary is. You got to go out there and play your best. You got to go out there and play hard every play, and don't make mistakes. And, and you're going to get rewarded. You're going to get opportunities. And these young guys have earned it. They've been doing it in the off season. They've been doing it throughout the season in practice, and they're getting their time to shine, and it's showing. And and, and you know, I don't think people t- give Greg Williams enough credit for what he's doing as far as a play caller. I mean, you're missing the strength of your defense. You're missing a lot of uh, linebackers. So what do you do? You put Jamal Adams here, you put him there, you mix some coverages up, you mix some blitz looks up, and you still make plays. So, you know, Greg Williams has done some amazing things as a defensive coordinator with his schemes and the way he's called this this defense. And, And I mean, I can't say enough for what they're doing. How
1: difficult is it for a young quarterback to identify those pressure packages? We were talking to Jordan Jenkins about that before. Because you got all these guys crowding the line. Brian Poole's coming, Jordan J Jen- uh, not Jordan Jenkins, Jamal Adams, excuse me, is coming. But the linebackers are showing pressure. At least that's what I'm thinking yep. when I'm watching and they all bell at the final seconds. And Dwayne Hasson's got to be thinking what the hell is this? <laughs> yeah, you know, it muddies
2: everything up for the for the quarterback. You know, oh. When a quarterback comes to the line of scrimmage, you know, you see him, you know, look going through the cadence making calls, making fake, you know, checks, and he's trying to get the defense to show their hand so he can get an understanding of what coverage they're in, you know, where is the pressure coming from, where is the weakness of this defense. But what the Jets are doing, they're bringing everybody to the line of scrimmage, they're moving guys around. And so when when he's doing that fake, that fake uh hike, right? No one's moving, and then all of a sudden the ball snaps, and he has to figure it out while he's dropping back. And that's a lot to ask for a rookie quarterback, to see two defensive linemen dropping back. And he's like, wait, wait, is this a blitz or is it coverage? And then he, he makes a lot of mistakes. It causes him to hold the ball for an extra second, and that's when you see the sack start coming.
1: If you're a running back in the National Football League right now and you're blocking assignments, Jamal Adams. <laughs> Man, you better, you better stay on him because there were a couple instances now where, we, where we've seen the last couple weeks where guys are getting in front of him, but either J- Jamal's motor is just tremendous and off the charts, and he's just, he keeps on going, and he never stops on a play, and he's going to get there, or he's just running through people.
2: Yeah, I mean, you saw him last week run through Saquon. Yep. Uh, you know, this this past, yesterday, he's running around defenders, yep. and Hey, you know, it's interesting because when safeties blitz, they're usually like the, the free hitter where nobody sees them coming. But Jamal is, listen, everyone knows he's coming, and he's still getting pressure, and he is it just speaks to his motor. You know, he has a great motor. You talk about defensive ends that just keep going and, and don't give up on a
1: play. Jamal does that in his pass rush, and his reward, he's being rewarded at the end of those plays. Okay, these guys in the locker room cannot afford to look ahead. They're not. Good enough to do that. It is a week-to-week league, the National Football League. No doubt about that. But if I'm a fan, I want this team to get to 6-7 and before they go to Baltimore because if I'm a fan, I can look at that schedule and say, we got the Raiders at home. Good team. No doubt about it. Mm -hmm. But we should be in this game, and there's no reason why we can't win. Then you go, to Cincinnati, a winless ball club that's really scuffling, similar to a team you just saw in Washington. And then you come home and you face the Miami Dolphins, and you owe the Dolphins a little something.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's a big opportunity for the Jets right now if they continue to play at this pace. Yeah. You know, they're not beating themselves. They're not making a lot of mistakes. And anytime they do that, they, they're not getting a lot of penalties. They're not no mental mistakes. Sam Darnold's taking care of the football. They're making plays. They're being aggressive in their play calls. Listen, they can beat anyone. You know, and I'm not saying, listen, they're going to yeah. win the Super Bowl. No. I'm not trying to do that. Listen, no. they're playing some good football right now, and if they continue at that trend, at that clip, then they're going to end up 6-7 and seven at Baltimore, and it's going to make for a great game.
1: So uh, uh, before we preview the Raiders in depth in our final segment, I will say a couple things they won't be able to do against Oakland and come away with the victory is Sam can't have that interception like he did in the first half. Vincent Smith can't come back in the suing kickoff and turn the football over. You have back-to-back turnovers like that, a sequence like that. That spells trouble. But this team is playing well. They overcame the adversity against the Washington Redskins. But coming up here on Inside the Jets, we will preview, preview this weekend's matchup between the New York Jets and the Oakland Raiders. You are listening to Inside the Jets on ESPN New York. 15-3
0: 15-3 lead in the shotgun. belt to his left. Makes the snap. Drops back. Looks left. Throws. It's the Front left corner of the end zone. Griffin's
1: in for a touchdown. Welcome back to Inside the Jets. We are presented by EY, building a better working world. Eric Allen and Eric Coleman here at Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits, inside the Wyndham Hamilton Park Hotel. Come on by next week. The Jets are in a little bit, a little bit of a run here. Two games. Can they make a three against the Oakland Raiders? What do you think about this matchup? I'm excited to see what John Gruden has in store here because the Raiders are back, huh? Six and four, and uh, and this is a step up in weight class for the Jets, don't you think?
2: Absolutely. I mean, the, the Raiders, as you mentioned, six and four, uh, they're a physical ball club. You know, they're playing inspired football right now. Uh, John Gruden has them playing lights out. You know, they're, they're overachieving, some would say, from, from what would – Uh, from the adversity that they faced throughout the offseason, throughout the training camp, all the the diversions they had going on in their locker room, they stayed together. And they're playing a great brand of football right now, you you know, led by Derek Carr. And, and, you know, he's doing an excellent job. He's
1: completing 72% of his passes. How would you describe the system that John Gruden is running there in Oakland? They'll they'll run the football. They'll go heavy packages a lot of times. But people will say that's a – that's a system predominantly that's going to rely on a short passing game, correct? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a
2: West Coast offense, yep. but the run first, the smash-mouth football, they're going to take, you know, they, they want their receivers to catch the ball and run. You know, want to give them opportunities to make big plays, but at the same time, they will use the play action to take shots down the field, so... Uh, you know, John Gruden does a great job of scouting defenses. Uh, he's a he's an offensive mastermind, so he understands, you know, who's their biggest threat on defense. So, th- you know, Jamal Adams, you know, they're, they're going to have something for Jamal. Yeah. You know, they're going to try to probably run away from him, do something to scheme Jamal because he's the guy who's been making all the plays. So, uh, you know, running the football is their bread and butter, though.
1: So I love this matchup between Greg Williams and John Gruden. What do the Jets do to take away Derek Carr's favorite target, Darren Waller. A kid who came, I shouldn't call him a kid because he's an NFL veteran but 6'6 came out of West... Uh, he came out of Georgia Tech as a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And now he is the guy at the tight end position and he's a... He can be a mismatch nightmare for opposing defenses.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's tough. You know, as as you mentioned, has the receiver background, so he knows how to run routes. He's an excellent route runner. Uh, I I think, you know, with with the receiving tight ends that I played against that were successful, we always use a guy like Jordan Jenkins, you know, to – to chip him, okay. to, to, to delay his, his release, to throw off the timing of the quarterback, and then you'd have another guy, you know, more athletic guy. You, probably not myself. You know, I was a shorter safety, so he's going to use his body to get away from me. A longer guy who can who can cover well, whether it be a corner, whether it be a big safety, that's waiting for him after he gets jammed to the line of scrimmage. So
1: if they move him off the line, if Waller's outside the numbers, do you put a cornerback on him? Yeah, you, there, there's
2: nothing wrong with that. You yeah. can put a cornerback on him. You know, he, he's going to be uh, you know, physical. He's going to try to use Use his body, uh, use his leverage, and, and box you out. So uh, you know the cornerback—that's what they do. You know they do—they—they they play in space, they cover, and I think that would be a good matchup. Now the the problem is—is is once you get to the red zone, yeah. you know, who do you, how do you match up because those jump balls, uh, those opportunities there. But you know, uh, it, it can definitely be handled.
1: They do have some other weapons there. Tyrell Williams, is another athletic uh, receiver for the Oakland Raiders, and then of course. Hunter Renfro, a guy was very productive at Clemson, and he just catches the football. <laughs> yeah, he does. I mean, very
2: unassuming. You know, he's a you know, very good route runner, sure hands, you know, does an excellent job of of running, you know, of winning against that third cornerback in the slot. So, you know, he can be a problem. He moves the change for him. He's their version of Jameson Crowder right now. Uh,
1: now, do you buy into the difficulty for a West Coast team coming east? The Raiders... Just finished a three-game homestand, 3-0. But they're not playing in the Coliseum. They're coming to the East Coast, 1-3 on the road this year.
2: Yeah, it's difficult. You know, coming from the West Coast, going to the East Coast, I mean, you lose three hours. Uh, Your timing's off. It's cold over here. Mm -hmm. You know, the weather's different. So uh, it it is quite the adjustment. Obviously, you know, a West Coast team can have success out east. But it's more difficult uh, than the other way around. You know, I remember for for us going to the West Coast was like, first of all, it's like a vacation because the weather's always nice. But you, you get that extra time. You know, you get that extra sleep. Um, and, and you lose all that when you come from the West Coast. So the Jets definitely have an advantage uh, with that being said. I think they have to jump out
1: on the Raiders early and, and try to score as many points as early as possible. What's that next step for the offense? You just mentioned jump on them early. Mm-hmm. They haven't had any problems out of the gate lately. Four games like we talked about four touchdowns on the opening possession. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're talking about one other time in franchise history that this team has done it. So that tells me Adam Gase and Sam Darnold, they're in sync, and the offense is prepared as soon as they get out on the field.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you got to give a lot of credit to, to Coach Gase, the scouting department, the offensive coordinator, for understanding how these defenses are trying to attack teams and, and, and finding the weakness and exposing that through that first drive. You know, typically you script that first 15, 20 plays of the, of the game, and then you adjust off of that. The Jets have done a great job with that script uh, during the first 15. And the last game, they continued with that, with that pressure, right. applying that pressure on defenses. Uh, you know, but I, I think this week when you talk about the Oakland Raiders, they're going to have to stop Max Crosby. Four sacks. Four sacks yeah, George Crosby. Jenkins was just mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, four sacks against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, he was, he was going off. You know, he's been struggling getting to the quarterback, uh, you know, but he's a very athletic defensive end. And, and there's some ball players over there. You know, obviously they lost Khalil Mack in the trade, and they've been looking for a pass rusher. And, you know, they're, they're, they're finding a way to get it done.
1: Yeah. What do you think's next for Sam Darnold here? Got, trying to make it back-to-back-to-back to back to back strong performances Uh, here in year two as he really looks to be taking that next step.
2: Yeah, you know, I think for Sam to take that next step is going to be about consistency, you know, doing it week in and week out, Uh, eliminating those mistakes, you know, the screen pass, uh, the the pass against the Giants or, or you know, the week before when he's rolling out of the pocket. You know, some of those passes, it's okay to throw the ball out of bounds. It's okay to throw it in the dirt sometimes, and I think Sam understands that. But when he gets in the heat of the moment, he's so competitive and he wants to make it happen so bad that it kind of overrules his better judgment.
1: Yeah, well, uh, we'll see if the Jets can make it uh, three in a row. And, uh, hey, folks, uh, if you are in Florham Park, come down to uh, Vanderbilt Sports and Spirits next week because Eric Coleman and myself will be here. Jets, Raiders. Raiders. Sunday at MetLife Stadium. Thanks for everybody for coming out today tonight and we'll see you next week on inside the Jets.